This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Wendy Presser at Magical Journeys Travel is proud to be a sponsor of the After Dark Podcast Network. Whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved. Let Wendy be the one on at midnight when your window opens to get that Be Our Guest reservation, or that covers with Anna and Elsa Fastpass for your own princess. Mention that you heard this ad on one of our podcasts and get $25 off your deposit with any trip package. Be sure to ask about her generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well. Find her on Twitter at WPMagicJourneys or WPMagicJourneys.com. Warning. This show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Welcome to this um, hangover edition of Disaster Dark. Uh, I am Nick, and I am joined by uh, the lovely Miss Boston White. Hi. I'm joined by Cowbell, as you could hear there in the background. I'm joined by Mr. Dolan. Good evening. And I'm also joined by Mr. P. Dubsport Washington. Happy 62nd birthday, Disneyland. It is today, isn't it? It is. Yes, yes. 62nd. Hmm. There you go. At least no one on this podcast is anywhere near that age. Um, How is everyone? Doing good. Good, good. good. I mean, I I refer to this show as the Hangover Edition because, of course, we are on the post-D23 Hangover. Um, I think a lot of podcasts on the D23 Hangover, actually. Um, But... We said last week, we, we had some rumours, and we talked about things, and we said last week that we would either be cheering with our predictions being correct, or we would be uh, trying to shuffle off into the distance because of how wrong we were. So <laughs> I think it's going to be a very interesting show that we've got for you uh, today, tonight, or this morning, depending on when you're listening. And we start off the show as we do each and every week with... What is everybody drinking? So, because you went uh, first last time, Mr. D, what are you drinking this week? Okay, so I got another bottle of um, strange cider. This is a brother's cider. Brothers. And it's coconut and lime. And now, there is actually a Disney connection here. 
I didn't realise this until after I bought it, though, I must admit. But the Muppets did a version of uh, D-Lime and D-Coconut, you shake it all up. So oh. that's my that's my Disney connection. Yeah, some, I mean, Cheers. I, if it comes to it, we might even be talking about the Muppets a bit later on, since there's been some Muppet news this week. Mm. Um, Mr. P-Dubs, what are you drinking? Uh, as soon as I think this is going to be a long episode, mm. I'm going to drown my sorrows in a glass of Jack Daniels with honey. Very nice. Are you drinking that straight, or are we having that straight? Straight. You are a hardcore yeah. man. Someone who isn't a hardcore man. Uh, Amanda, what are you drinking? Um, Defo not feeling hardcore today because I've just got some Diet Coke. Diet Coke on its own. Diet. Um, I'm going to do something I do very rarely on this show. That's my glass. Uh, the glass... It's full of whiskey stones. Um, I'm not drinking whiskey, though. I am having some Mother's Ruin. That'll do. I'm having some Mother's Ruin. That is gin to you and me. And uh, some Slimline Tonic. Why am I the only sober one on here today? Well, I'm sober. I haven't started drinking yet. I'm pouring it out as we speak. But... um, I'm I'm drinking uh, gin and tonic because it's supposed to be good for hay fever. Um, so let's see uh, how it goes. Maybe because it just gets you drunk. I don't know. But anyway, cheers. 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 Cool. Oh, I think I might pour a bit too much gin in that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so this could be a good show. Right. Um, so, as we mentioned, uh, weekend just gone. We're recording this on Monday. Well, you've just gone, was D23. Um, Apple is even confirming this as we speak. Other branded products are available. And last week we made some pretty bold predictions about things. Um, and we'll talk about some of the ones that were successful. We'll talk about some of the ones that weren't quite so successful. Um, but P-Dubs, you've been quite on it this weekend in terms of D23 coverage. Probably more than, than most. So... Where would you like to start? Should we start with the thing that we already knew about? Yeah. Should we start with the Star Wars land? Yeah, sure. Or Star Wars Galaxy Edge. As it became called. known, yes, that's right. Yes. They, they finally named it. Um, yeah. Was anyone surprised they named it? Because I was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. No, I didn't think that... I mean, I don't know any places in Star Wars, really. Well, that's not why I imagined it to have like a town's name mm. or a place's name. This this was um, a little bit random for me. Well, I mean, I figured that they would probably refer to the actual land itself, you know, as everything has a theme to it. So I'd have thought for story purposes, they would have named the planet that you were visiting, for example. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think they were going to name the actual land something. So that yeah. was the, the kind of shock to me. Yeah. I thought could... if they were going to do it, they were going to call it a galaxy far, far away. Mm. Well, the rumour is... One... Sorry, on. Nick. Go no, on. no, no. No, it's just... No, it's got me intrigued now. The rumour <laughs> is... The, ru- the rumour is um, that it's going to be opening on May the 4th, 2019. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, I say the rumour because, I mean, it's, that's what they've said, but, I mean, let's be honest... You know, 
Disney and me have something in common, and that's timekeeping. We're not particularly great at it. Um, therefore, you know, it, it seems like a tall ask, especially because, and I think what really blew everyone away was last D20... No, it wasn't D23, was it? Where, where did they show the artist's impressions of Star Wars Land? It was. It was 2015. Was it, was, it really? It was the, yeah. Jesus, mm. I thought it was later than that. Um, so we saw some artist's impressions of what Star Wars Land was going to look like. And then at the start of the expo, they released a... Uh, or they displayed, sorry, a model of what Star Wars Land was going to look like. And uh, children, if you're listening, close your ears for a second. It was fucking huge. <laughs> I don't think there's any yeah. other way of describing it. It was ridiculous. Like, even as a Star Wars fan, I wanted this to be a big deal. Even I was aghast at the scale of it. And though, yeah, because that's that's the Disneyland version, and I know that entrance that they were showing it through. Right. And to see how big that land is behind that entrance is just mind blowing. Because that used to be the entrance to Toontown. Wow, okay. <laughs> and it's like, you look at it and you go, oh God, that really is taking up some land. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are, they are you know, to, to quote that phrase, going big or, or go home. I mean, mm. they are going big. Yeah, they are they not messing around. Well, let's see, I mean, I think, you know, ever since it happened, uh, down the road at Universal, you know, Disney took look at what was going on with the wisdom world of Harry Potter and knew that they needed something like that. Mm. But, I mean, this is... You know, they call that the wisdom world. It's yeah. barely lands. Do you know what I mean? And it's... And don't get me wrong, that's not like sitting on it. I, I love what they've done at Universal with the Harry Potter franchise. But this Star Wars world land is more world than land. I mean, it's it's incredible in size. Absolutely. I mean, the, the big advantage that Disney's got is, you know, Universal didn't know. They had a pretty good idea that it was going to be really popular, but it was kind of first of a kind. Yeah. Whereas Disney, 100% know this is going to be a huge success. I mean, you know, the movie franchise is massive. Potter's a model that, that you know, they can exploit. So... It's not really like Pandora, which is which is a land, you know, and there's a bit of risk there as to how successful it's going to be. Mm. This is a hundred percent guaranteed, you know, blockbuster. If assuming they get it right, well, and it, and it's not only that, is it? Because the other thing as well is, lest we not forget, Harry Potter's license from Warner Brothers and J.K. Rowling. Mm. It's not a universal property, so. However long that deal is for, and I, I, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of that contract, but let's say it was a twenty-year contract that they signed, just for argument's sake. You know, at, at, at some point that contract is going to be coming up for a renewal, and you know that's not to say that they wouldn't, of course, renew it or anything like that. But that's not something they have that control over. Star Wars is their franchise. Disney owns Star Wars, therefore. They haven't got to worry about, you know, they've licensed this out like they have Pandora or Avatar. This is their own beast. So they've got nothing else to worry about, which is probably why they've taken such a gamble with it as well, because let's be honest, 
Um, like you said, with with Harry Potter, I mean, everyone knew Harry Potter was a big thing. No one was sure if it was going to be as popular as they wanted it to be. Of course, it was, and and then some. But I don't think they would have dedicated any more of the park to Harry Potter initially as they did. Because, again, it's not their thing. This is under licence. So I, I think Star Wars is a little bit different in that. It's very different in that regard. And they also showed uh, one of the ride vehicles, didn't they? They did, and people people didn't realise to start with. It wasn't Uh, until they started they started giving out the talks. People were looking at it and going, "It's some random like vehicle from the from the films because it's a first order army." Snow Trooper, yeah. isn't it? Snow, or Snow Speeder, or I mean, it was yeah. it was seen very briefly in the Force Awakens. When I saw the vehicle, yeah. I, I recognised it straight away, um, and also because I just bought a Hot Wheels model of it for uh, my children, so I was quite aware of what the vehicle looked like. Um, but at, at the same time, it was of all the the major vehicles that you saw in the Force Awakens, it was probably the one you saw the least amount of time with. You know, it was almost like a cameo. So, um, yeah. I, I, and, I mean, was there any any kind of inkling of what that ride is going to be? Other than what they'd already announced, that it was the Resistance versus the First Order, not really. Okay. Other than, I believe it's to the left-hand side of the land. I think there's one ride on either side of the land. Right. Okay. So the Millennium Falcon rides one side, and this other ride is the other side. I mean, so the main bulk of the land is going to be just for people to walk through. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it could take it could take Diagon Alley as the best uh, theme park shopping mall away from from Universal as well, because we don't yeah. know what else is going to be in this this Star Wars land. As we know, there are two attractions, which you know isn't much really, but it's Sir Pandora well, but in such a vast area, it's what is also going to be contained in this in this land. There um, are rumours that there's room for expansion for a third attraction. I think there somewhere. has to be. I think there has to be. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think it'd be very naive to think that um, two two attractions would keep anyone that interested after the initial rush of the first couple of years. Um, you know, there'll be major, major hype. Of course, there'll be major hype around it. Um, but anywhere that's just got two attractions is not going to be there for the long haul uh, in terms of how busy. I don't care how, how big Star Wars is and everything like that. It will always be a, a busy area, I think. I don't think it will ever not be because people love Star Wars that much, but if it's only two attractions, it's not going to be... It's not going to have lots of repeatability. So it doesn't surprise me that they are, you know kind of keeping a bit for a, a potential third attraction. And I wonder whether that is just the timing of getting the land done for yeah. when they want it to be done. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're you've right. got to look at it and you've got to expect <coughs> they want that at least the Disneyland one open before the next D23 Expo. Well, that's that's what they're aiming for, isn't it? Yeah. You know, by giving that release date, that's exactly what they're aiming for. Um, I mean, you know, looking at the ride vehicle as well, you know, it kind of did remind me a bit of Spider-Man. Yeah. I got a bit of that vibe, so I wonder if that is what they're going to do. 
Uh, I mean, we'll come to another attraction like that later on, but, um, you know, at, at the moment, there's still no Spider-Man or Transformers-like attraction at Disney, um, and that could be what they, they do with that technology. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's too early to say, we can only speculate, but looking at that ride vehicle, it wouldn't surprise me that you'd get something like that, is what yeah. I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought, very impressive. Now, we've obviously got somebody on who's not very much uh, a Star Wars fan um, in Amanda. I don't think you've not even seen The Force Awakens yet, have you? Because you've only seen yep. a, a couple. Um, but as, as somebody who's not really got a, uh, a a major interest in the franchise, what did you think of what they showed at D23? You know what? I'm actually really excited about it. I feel like it looks a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yep. kind of thought it would be maybe, like, don't get me wrong, Pandora looks amazing, but I thought it was going to be maybe another Pandora where it was kind of one all right ride and a kind of less all right ride and then a little bit to look at. This actually looks really immersive and really fun. And yep. even as fun, it doesn't, I might not get all the references, but I think I'll still enjoy visiting. Yeah. And it might make me want to watch the films more. Yeah, and I think that's that's what Disney need to do. I mean, obviously, this is you know almost catering for the fanboys or you know just fans of the Star Wars films, but they can't just rely on that. They also need to make it appeal. And Disney's very good, I think, at making things have a more, pardon the pun, universal appeal. That's it. And did, did I say it was really, really late at night when I was watching? I think it was about one o'clock in the morning. But did I see that they were going to have a cantina bar or a cantina Ooh. restaurant? Yeah, I, I believe it is. It's it was part of the plans. So they did show some some artwork, but I don't think they really talked about it this weekend. Yeah. Really, I, I feel like I've seen that somewhere, but. It's been, I, yeah, really people are talking idea. about it. Sorry. Like, I'd be really interested in that. I think it's going to work really well. I think people are going to go crazy over this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's certainly, it certainly piqued my interest. I mean, I, I showed my my wife, just for you, Lee, uh, the model, um, that somebody has, you know, obviously shot some footage of the model panning over it. And, uh, you know, she said, when's it open? And I was like, 2019. It's like, okay. So 20, 2021. Because that's the thing. Like, As much as I want to I get out there for when it opens, at the same time, there's nothing worse than booking a holiday, thinking something's, you know, looking forward to something, thinking something's going to be open, and then getting there and it's not. You know, we delayed our honeymoon for a few months to make sure that Harry Potter was well open. Uh, and it was good planning, at the, you know, because instead of going out, you know, around June time when it had first opened, uh, I think it opened late June, we went in the um, like mid to late October, so it had been open a few months already, so some of the bugs had been ironed out, um, you know, the rides had started to function a bit more uh, frequently without, you know, with, with fewer breakdowns, um, and, you know, it started to slow down a little bit. I mean, it was still very, very busy back then, but it, you know, it. I think the longest we queued to go on the Forbidden Journey was probably about forty-five minutes to, to an hour. 
rather than like two or three hours when it had first opened. So, you know, and especially in Florida heat, you don't want to be doing that for too long. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think we're going to probably aim to go out uh, as a family around twenty twenty one. Uh, just to give it a bit of time to to kind of rest in, um, that could all change, of course. And it sounds more science fiction anyway, doesn't it? Twenty twenty one. Exactly. I remember yeah. watching uh, like Thunderbirds twenty twenty one or something, <laughs> and thinking that you know, wow, one day I might even see that. And now it's like, oh my god, it's coming up. It's horrible. Uh, but uh, but that's life. That's life, of course. Um, I mean, D twenty three was was filled with so many things not just in the parts as well but obviously outside in the wider world of Disney um, and Paul I know you said like earlier you, you kind of uh, made some notes about stuff so I didn't know how you wanted to approach this I didn't know if you wanted to uh, to focus on some of the, the, the movie stuff that they come out with or and then the part stuff separately or if you wanted to look at the day by day of D23 or, or how you wanted to do this I think if we stick stick with the parks to start with, and then yep. then go into the movie stuff, yep, and, and kind of sticking sticking at this point with Star Wars, uh, the confirmation of the the Star Wars hotel. Yes, which yeah. um, I think we we talked about probably about four or five months ago. Yeah. Um, when they kind of released a survey uh, about trying to gauge interest and you know what would work and and everything. Um, and the thing is, you know, sometimes these things come out and you never hear of them again. Um, but this is something where, you know, we've discussed this and then it's actually been turned into reality. Yeah. So I, I, I'll be honest, and I didn't pay too much attention to it because what I was reading about it sounded quite similar to what we discussed yeah. previously. So was that the case? Was there, was there much difference between that or? No, not really. It was more or less what was in that, that survey that was sent out. Um, it is going to be like a one of a kind experience. You're looking at two, three days worth of stay. It, the price is looking like it's going to be 600 to a thousand dollars a night wow. per person. Wow. <laughs> um, it is going to include stuff in the parks. Um, so basically you'll be given a storyline. Uh, you'll have to meet certain characters during the day, both in the hotel and in the parks. Um, don't know whether those characters are going to be new characters or whether they're ones we already know. I know it's been mentioned that you will at least see Kylo Ren, Chewbacca, um, BB-8, and Rex from Star Tours. Wow. He's going to be back in the parks. He was actually at the D23 Expo in the display. Um, whether they're the characters you're going to interact with during the storyline, I don't know. But they have said that, that that is the case. You're going to be meeting characters throughout the day, throughout your whole experience, looking for certain things. It could be that you become a villain of the piece. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, it's just going to be randomly picked what your storyline is. Um, and you can understand why the prices are going to be so high. Um, when you look at that, and they are saying it's likely that it is going to overtake the Grand Floridian as the most expensive hotel at Walt Disney World. This sounds unreal. Yeah. It's like, it's not, you couldn't even call it a hotel, you just have to call it an experience. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it sounds to me a little bit like what Secret Cinema 
um, yes. have done in London before with, with some experience. And of course, they did one for The Empire Strikes Back, didn't they? Uh, a couple of years ago. Um, but it sounds a little bit like that where you get a character and you're kind of immersed in it. You know, with Secret Cinema, that's an experience which lasts uh, about six hours or so in total. Um, this is obviously a, a, a much bigger version of that a much longer time period as well um i'm very torn on it because you know half me thinks this is an amazing idea and it you know and it, no matter which way you slice it it is but at the same time i also think of the cost and i think of the time that you do it for and you know let's let's say it's a two-day experience just for argument's sake that's two days you're not going to a Disney park really and you're not going to be able to go to any other parks or you know do anything else in that area mm-hmm. and that you know if you're going on a two week holiday two days out of your holiday is a long time so I think you you know it's a, it's a real dedication in my eyes to, to be doing that yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think it's going to be for the people that go quite regularly and want a different experience, or obviously the people that are absolutely loaded well, that will that do price, that yeah. and then and then move on to the Grand Floridian afterwards. Hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how it works and, and whether it takes off or not. It could be that it ends up not being so popular as we think it's going to be and the hotel ends up just becoming a hotel. Yeah. My bet's on massively popular. Well, yeah, exactly. You've got to expect yeah. it to be. If, a, if the parks are going to, the, the new land's going to be as popular as it's, it's seeming like it's going to be, then you've got to expect that, that hotel to do as well. Yeah, there's lots of people who, who love that, you know, plussed up experience um, for the experience itself and then for the bragging rights. But, you know, they don't seem to be short of people to fill things like. Uh, you know the Polynesian bungalows and the treehouse villas and things like that. So people, people will pay a lot for that experience. I remember Len Testa talking about how much he paid for for one of those lakeside bungalows. I mean, it was it was a huge amount of money. And then lost about four hours. Yeah, because it, it wasn't ready. <laughs> it wasn't ready. Yeah. So I mean, you know, this being hugely popular, you know, Star Wars being hugely popular. Um, a unique experience with stuff going on in the park. I mean, I just think, you know, people will will pay for it. I think they're on to a winner. It'll be interesting to see what happens, I think, because, um, like you say, say, this could either be a massive success and, and go on for years, or it could be a failed experiment which eventually just turns into a Star Wars themed hotel um, I think I th- you know or even maybe a, a hybrid or something I don't know but I, I think if they built a Star Wars themed hotel like they did with the art of animation for example I think that would be even more popular than a Star Wars experience result so I'd be interested to see what they do. Have they, have they announced how big it's going to be? No, I heard uh, 
Pete Werner on that they're saying there was rumours that it was a thousand rooms. Which um, that's massive, really. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And so you've got to look at it and you've got to think, well, maybe not all of those rooms are going to be part of this experience. That's it, because what about the people that want to stay in a Star Wars themed hotel but are not really into doing like immersive group, maybe things like that? Well, tough shit, Sherlock. <laughs> well, I know, but I could see them. I, I could see them doing that as well. You know, that's it. Like you maybe know, like, spoil a bit of the hotel off, make it slightly cheaper, just have maybe like a themed room. Yeah, yeah, just like they've done with you know Nemo and other things. Yeah, yeah even as you say, Nemo, maybe even sweets. Yeah, same to Star Wars would would still work. I think. Yeah, I mean, so, you think something like contemporary. You know, it kind of fits with that theme. Maybe they made, you know, some of those rooms, Star Wars themed rooms, and they're still expensive, but, you know, more affordable than uh, than what you're going to see in the Star Wars experience. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I, so I think to me, it, they would just be missing a trick if they didn't have somewhere that you could stay, um, you know, with, with with the theming, but without the dramatics to go with it. Um, the interesting thing will be if, um, you know, because all of us, I think, have, or most of us have been around the different resorts just to eat there and experience them. Yeah. But I wonder if you'll be able to do that in this hotel, whether you can go to the hotel to eat or just, you know, hang out and see the place without actually spending the money to, to go through the experience. Mm. That's what I think they need to consider. Mm. I think if it's just for one purpose at a thousand rooms it's not going to work but if you you know have it so you know there are half the hotel is is like that and the other half is a regular hotel that I can see working but I think it's a big ask otherwise do we know where it's going to go uh, apparently they've already flattened the land it's it's literally right next to Hollywood Studios and there will be an entrance from the hotel into the park Ooh. Yes, yes, I, I saw that. Um, I, 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 well, I saw there would be there'd be an entrance to the parks. I didn't see it specified which ones. So that makes sense. Yeah. It obviously and, being where Star Wars landed. Yeah, and then moving the entrance to Hollywood Studios as well. Mm. Um, so I think it's all part of the same process. Interesting. Yeah. Is Castland still happening at Hollywood Studios? There was there was no, talk that they were yeah they were going to put in an indoor version of Radiator Springs but that was it there wasn't anything of the surrounding area they weren't it wasn't going to be a replica of California no it was just, it was literally going to be that one ride if they did it hmm. okay interesting but I think that room has now been overtaken by the the Monsters Inc rumor so. Hmm. Mm. Hey, there was other stuff we talked about that, uh, that came true as well. Uh, there's certainly what... Well, I'd say some half-truths with some of the things as well. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, we obviously announced a world exclusive last week that Tron was going to take over the Tomorrowland Speedway. Which, mm-hmm. I, I mean, some of it might overhang the Tomorrowland Speedway. <laughs> but I'm not sure if that counts as taking it over or not. 
But for those that were crying into their cups of tea last week, um, which is practically nobody, uh, your beloved Tomorrowland Speedway is still going to remain, but the Tron Coaster is also going to be happening right next door in between that and Space Mountain. You know what? I feel kind of disappointed that Speedway isn't going now. Yeah, I was really looking forward to it. I'd I'd come to terms with the fact that it was going, and now I'm just like, oh, really? Yeah. It's really, really out of place now. Yeah. Considering that Sean's going to be right next to it. If it wasn't out of place before, which it kind of was anyway, it's really out of place now. The only thing that was I thought was quite interesting uh, about the the announcement is that although it's going to be uh, pretty much a replica of the Shanghai attraction, um, they said there's going to be no outdoor section. Ooh, what? Which is a major, major bit of it in Shanghai. Yeah, I I don't know because the thing is, I mean, I mean, one obviously the weather's probably better in uh, in Florida, and of course the air quality is better in Florida. Um, but the outside section is covered up. So whilst it's, in Shanghai, yeah, so. Like it, it basically, you, you've still got the roof over you. So although it's it is open, you do leave the, like the building to go into this outdoor section, a bit like test track, really, in some ways. Mm-hmm. But you've still got a canopy over you. So yeah. it's not. Yeah, like, you would need that. Yeah, so it's not like you're against the. You know, it's it's you're not protected against the elements. You you are, but the impression that I I got from reading that is that. They won't be having that same section in uh, in the in the new version coming to Magic Kingdom. So, I mean, look, don't get me wrong; it's still going to be an amazing ride, uh, and it's still going to be enough to tempt me back over there. But um, I think it's a shame because, like Paul said, it's one of the things that makes it look visually stunning. Any attract to me, any attraction where you can see the ride from the outside immediately piques my interest. Test track, Crush's mm-hmm. coaster, um, they th- those kind of attractions. Not not any of the speedways or Autopias, but attractions like that where you can see the ride, you know, coming out of a building and you're seeing like just a brief snippet of the ride. That to me makes me want to go on it straight away. Because mm-hmm. it agree. gives you a bit of a taster for it, and as as Paul said there, the, the Tron with the, with the Tron bikes, it was such a um, an appealing look at the attraction um, that I think it's a shame if they don't have it. You know, I don't think they'll change their mind. I mean, they've announced that it's not going to have the outdoor section. They they might later decide to do it, but I I don't see why they announced that they're not going to and then and then put it back in, but. I think it's a missed opportunity if they don't, personally. Yeah, the concept art's kind of weird because have you seen it? It's got like uh, Space Mountains there and they got the Neutron Coaster <clears throat> and steaming towards the Neutron Coaster is, is one of the, the steam trains, the Walt Disney World steam trains. So it actually looks like it's a, it's a station, a new, a new ultra-modern station yeah. for the steam train. Yeah. Yeah, it, on the art, it looks like the train goes through it. Yeah. Well, maybe it will. Who knows? <laughs> and, maybe. maybe it's and looking at it, you, yeah, you've got to imagine that it probably will have to go through it. It will have to go yeah. underneath it at least. 
maybe that's why they're not having that outside section then. It might because be it's because they're having the to build. Yeah, they're having to build backwards. They're having to build outside the berm again. And see, the thing in. is, let's be honest. I mean, when you look at the artist's impression, it still looks great because I mean, the, the building, the shape of the building they use for the trunk coaster is, you know, is also quite interesting. But um, to me, it just looks where they put it as if they just dumped it there. Yeah, I, I really feel like, like they messed up by not taking Speedway out. Yeah, yeah. They the rumor is, yeah, the rumor is with the Speedway is that they would have had to have taken out the People Mover. Oh no, then. To have fitted it in, and I, I think that's where they're issuing it. They've kind of gone, well, we've got to put it somewhere. Mm. So let's just whack it in this hole that we've got at the back. Yeah, which mm. you know, as long as they theme it so that you know you can get to it reasonably and you know they create a decent pathway to it then that's fine it's just it just looks a little bit plonked and uh i think it deserved better but uh yes but um so that was one of the rumors that we talked about last week so that's good news from certainly from this guy um and then we saw um that they they finally confirmed epcot they didn't listen to me uh, they decided to still put that crappy Ratatouille ride into uh, the French Pavilion at Epcot. What I like most about this announcement is that um, I saw some pockets of the Disneyland Paris community go, oh no, if they're putting Ratatouille there, that means less Americans are going to Disneyland Paris. As if Americans are travelling all the way to Paris to go on some shitty ride about a rat. <laughs> I, c- I honestly couldn't believe the reaction from the crowd when they announced it. Why were they were they like, like going ape shit? Yeah, Jesus, absolutely. And all the the videos that I've watched of people talking about, it, and I'm like, really? You've already got stuff that's just as good. No, they haven't. They've got stuff that's better. And that's well, yeah. You know what? The reason they're excited is because they don't know what it is. Yeah. Wait to go on that ride, people. If you've not gone to Disneyland Paris version, wait till you actually go on it. It's, I mean, look, I, I, I mean, I'm poo-pooing it, and I know some people like it. I get it, but you know, if anyone's gone Spider-Man, think of that. But shit, Ratatouille. That, that's really it. It's it's just a poor man Spider-Man. Um, and so going back to what we were saying about the um, the First Order attraction at, at Star Wars, um, you know, although. Ratatouille has some similarities with Spider-Man um, in, certain, in certain ways. It doesn't have the same actual ride system as Spider-Man. I mean, for a start, Ratatouille, at least in Paris, is trackless. I don't know if they're going to be. It's going to be trackless in in Florida, but I, I'd imagine they're going to keep that as well. Um, and also, it's going to be four D. Apparently, now I thought the Paris version was four D. I would say the Paris version is 4D. It's got physical effects and 3D screens. Yeah, it's got um, actual, you know, element, um, not elements, it's got environments, actual environments you go around. Uh, There's hot and there's cold sections. That's 4D. I don't know what, I don't know what they're going crazy for. But, um, but so I can see the first order being, you know, if if they went, wanted to go down that route, I can see that being more like Spider-Man and having it kind of be more movement. Ratatouille is almost like a dark ride in the way that it travels around. Um, you know, there's a bit of speed, but 
the cars that you're actually in, the Ratmobiles, if you want to call them that, um, are just normal cars. There's no movements and they don't bounce around or they don't there's no hydraulics in place so it's you know it's quite a flat ride it's just the the screens give the effect of of more movement so but uh yeah honestly it's it's not that good america uh don't don't get your hopes up but we did have the confirmation as well of um ellen's energy adventure uh it's finally going um, we were half right. So only only ET's adventure left to go, and sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the rumors and the Tomorrowland Speedway and the Tomorrowland cool. Speedway, um, and the and the rumors were true in that it is being replaced by the Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. Um, now we talked about there'd been some rumors that you'd heard, Paul, from our friend Jim. Yeah. That it yeah. was going to be another tower of attraction, a tower of attraction, a tower of terror attraction. So they were going to basically replicate Mission Breakout from California to Hollywood uh, to to Epcot. Uh, the good news is, and we've had confirmation from the man himself, not Jim Hill, the Jimmy James, Gunn, the Jimmy Gunn, <laughs> Mr. James Gunn himself, um, that it is going to be a new attraction. Um, I mean, the ride footage. Uh, sorry, the the, the uh, artist impressions did suggest it was going to be different. Uh, they didn't, yeah. re- to be fair, didn't really give anything away. So we still don't know oh. what kind of attraction it's going to be. Um, but he did confirm it's going to be an entirely new uh, attraction, yeah. which is which well, is good. Some of the story has kind of leaked that it's meant to be that um, Peter Quill visited Epcot as a child. Ah yes, I did see that. Actually. And has returned yes. to Earth to visit Epcot. <laughs> and but... they even superimposed a picture of the kid that played young Peter Quill in front of Spaceship Earth. <laughs> well, have they have they superimposed or have they taken to Spaceship Earth? Well, that's the question. We never know. We ne- we'll never know. I found out today actually by listening to um, Adam Sultana's, uh review of Spider Man Homecoming. Um, that they refilmed the, um, the the final battle from Civil War for Spider-Man Homecoming. Well, I guess they must have had to have. Well, anyone anyone smart would have just filmed it at the time they were doing it from a different angle. Yeah. But hey, we obviously don't make million dollar, uh, you know, multi million dollar no. uh, million uh, movies. So why? And we'll we... talk about a billion dollar movie later. Well, there you go. Um, sorry, the gin's, the gin's kicking in a little bit now. Sorry. Um, see Spider-Man yesterday, by the way. Ex- well, we'll, t- we'll talk about it later. Yep. No, I haven't seen it yet. Well, no, we'll uh, we can still talk about Paul seeing it. We just won't spoil okay. it for you. Don't no, spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. Fine. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so I mean that's good news. I, I, I don't think anybody, uh, you know, I think I think most people now want to see a Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. I think a lot of people like the look of Mission Breakout, but are still uh, apprehensive of um, losing Tower of Terror to it, which is fine. Uh, and you know, we've we've all spoken about that ourselves. But I think this is the perfect compromise. It replaces a ride that nobody likes with characters that everybody does like. Um, so I think it's a win-win. Personally, yeah. but let's see what they're going to put in there because I mean, for all we know. It could be the Guardians of the Galaxy's Energy Adventure. 
Yeah. You know, this could be, be a terrible, terrible joke that we inflict on ourselves. With Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> well, he's back, isn't he? He's back on Netflix, so he's made a career <laughs> comeback. Um, and Alan's still popular on a talk show. But to be honest, I don't care. As long as that Rocket Raccoon animatronic makes its way over, I really couldn't care less what they put in that building. Well, the artist rendering had him as a walk around character. Yeah, yeah, the artist rendering. Uh, is he a walk around character? He's too small to be a walk around character. The one I'm looking at, is that the one with Groot in it? Yeah, Rocket standing next to him. Yeah. It doesn't um, look like he's walk around though. It looks like looks like he's sort of on a like on a podium. I bet it'll be like Chuck E. Cheese or something like that, where it's kind of like, you know, a full stage. Where it's the, the animatronics are. I bet it's something like that. And I know the Milano's in the picture as well, so that's good. Um, yeah, it's still your mission, Mr. D, is to go and watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, on my list. Yeah, I'll, I'll double-check where you can find that. Um, so that was that was the rumours that we kind of talked about last week. We had week. one more. Did we really? That we kind of talked about, yeah. Great oh, movie ride. Of course. Yeah. Course of yeah. great movie ride. Now it's this, no more. This well, no, no, that's not true. Well, for another soon three weeks. Yeah, it closes <laughs> in August. Um, so it's almost there, almost there. Um, but yes, yeah, so the rumours are true. It is being turned into a um, Mickey tra- Mouse attraction. Yeah. Well, it is, and I think what's interesting about it, in my eyes, is that. I mean, when when we first talked about it, I thought it was going to be... Uh, by the way, sorry, it's not on Netflix anymore. Um, I thought it was going to be a, a... And I don't know if this was because it was something that somebody said or just thinking about the concept. But I thought it was going to be like a, a history of Mickey. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a, a journey of, of like the evolution. So starting off with... I What would have been great if it started off with Oswald uh, and then kind of led to... Mickey, Steamboat Willie, um, and then like the Brave Taylor and and things like that, right up to to modern day. But instead, it's going to be a ride about Mickey and Minnie, um, but it's going to be based on the new shorts. Yeah. Now, what I think is really interesting about that is I I don't know how successful the shorts have been. I no. like the shorts a lot. I really like the shorts, mm. um, and there's been various merch bits of merchandise in Disney stores. Um, we got a set of mugs of of the characters in that new style. Um, just recently, they had some like summer picnic wear stuff with them on, but there's not really been any cuddly toys that I've seen or anything like that. Um, there was a set of vinylmations, two sets actually. There was a set of vinylmations, a set of kind of weird vinyl figures that were shaped like the characters, not like vinylmations. Um But I wasn't sure how successful it had been. I know it's been on for about three years now, there or thereabouts, um, but I don't know if they're making any more or, or, or what the plan is, but to make a ride based on those shorts must, to me, suggest that they're very fond of it, or it's doing better than yeah. I expected. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, on the one hand, I think it's positive that they're putting in a new attraction. It sounds like 
there's some innovation associated with it. So it's talking about two and a half D, you know, three D glasses and um, you know, something quite innovative. So that that's quite exciting. Mm. And it's good that they're doing something with Mickey, something new with Mickey. Yeah, yeah, like I agree. I agree that it's good that we're going to have some Mickey. And I really try hard not to be negative about anything new that comes to the parks, but I hate this. Are you like into to? I'm really not into it. I love the Great Movie Ride, and I agree that the Great Movie Ride was dated. And I feel like if anything, they should have just maybe refurbished it and put some new scenes in it and I think that would have worked brilliantly I just don't like this idea I feel like like Hollywood Studios or MGM was my favourite Disney park the whole time that I was growing up and I just feel like it's not even like that anymore now I wonder how long it's going to be Disney Hollywood Studios if I'm honest honestly I feel like ASAP it's going to change its name well because you know, if you look, well, look, if you look back at the beginning, when it first opens MGM, it was a studio. Uh-huh. You know, it had sound stages, they filmed productions there. Um, you know, it was a semi-working studio with a theme park, just like they had at Universal Studios Hollywood, and what they also did at Universal Studios Florida. Because that also had sound stages. That was a working uh, production facility as well. Not to the same extent as Hollywood, but, you know, still still there. Um, over the years, it's become less and less about Hollywood and more and more uh, about Disney. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, you can't refer to a park as being about Hollywood when there's nothing left. No, exactly. I think we're going to see two parks change their name in very short time. Do you reckon? I think California, uh, California Adventure is going to go as well. Well, California Adventure, I don't know. If if it stops being about the movies and making movies, then then what is it, Jerry? Because then it just becomes a collection of stuff. So what they've got in common at the minute is. They're all kind of movie and TV based. So I agree with Amanda. It's, it's losing its identity. And if it loses it too much, then it becomes nothing really. It's a collection of stuff. So. What I like about some of the D23 announcements is that actually, and there's a couple we've still got to talk about, in some respects, it's reinforcing the theme of that park, mm-hmm. and and I this one, agree. and this one kind of is, but it kind of isn't. I've got mixed feelings about it. So it's good that they're done something with Mickey. Mickey obviously is central character, and it's about there's some kind of connection to the shore and making the shore. So it's still movie making based. If if what I read is true, because it's a you know, it's um, it's kind of set inside the the, the short. It sounds like, but I, th- I think what you lose is the great movie ride, which is a much broader celebration of you know all things movie. Yeah, and that's a shame, really. I, I mean, I agree, but I think it, in a way, it no longer fits with the theme of the park. 
Yeah, but that, what is the theme of the part, though? That's what, that's, that's no, what I'm... That, yeah, at yeah. the moment, it's called Hollywood Studios, but if you think about what was there and what is left, you know, mm-hmm. they, they don't, they've not been using it as a production facility since no, the, late, no, the, production. the late 90s. Um, yeah, that's gone. They had stuff like uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, uh, you know, after that uh, American Idol experience, you know, those mm-hmm. things are long gone. You had the ABC chemistry, yep. that's gone. Um, you know, you had all this stuff about, you know, behind the scenes, you had the streets of New York, uh, you had the, the backlot tour. Um, these were all things that showed you, you know, that went through the magic of, of making movies and how stuff like that was done. The Indiana Jones stunt show, you know, um, is that, that, that closed, didn't it? Still there. there? Jesus Christ. Knock it down. I think it stays numbered. Yeah. yeah. Problem yeah, is, thought, is where it is. Yeah, we thought that. We thought that when Star Wars Land was was coming, but mm. it's still, don't be uh, surprised if it doesn't come back as something else. Indiana Jones themed, because mm. I don't I, think they want to lose it. I'd love it to become uh, them to replicate the Indiana Jones attraction from California. Yeah, yeah. it's quite an old attraction now, though. It is. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be about twenty gonna... years old now, or, or thereabouts. Yeah. yeah. But, but that, but then that to me is why they could do it, because before going back to what Amanda was saying last week, you know, having attractions at different sides of the coast gives you a reason to go. But when mm. an attraction's been there for that long, does it matter anymore? Yeah, I just think I just think now again Disney being Disney, you know, I don't think they're going to move a twenty-year-old attraction, twenty-five-year-old attraction. No, but then, but then you can update it. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's it's, fine. it's not not like a, a carbon copy, but yeah. you know, use the same system, which they you know is mm. essentially dinosaur, um, and you know, put new scenes in just to kind of based on that original concept. But yeah. you know, if I'm if I'm honest, why do they not change the the name of the part to like I know Disney's Cinema Land or something? Do you know what I mean? Like mm. Hollywood Studios, MGM Studios, that is. That gives you the impression of a certain park where mm-hmm. you've got you ride the movies, you learn about movies, you know. That's no longer the case. That's no longer what the park's about. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the only things left really at the, at this moment in time is probably the the Indiana Jones stunt show, the um, great movie ride which is closing, and the street actors. Yeah, that's it. There is nothing else really in that park anymore that is about Hollywood or studios. Mm-hmm. And all right, yeah, you can say the Hollywood Tower of Terror, but even that is, is not really about. I, I don't. It may be maybe set in, in Hollywood, but that doesn't mean studios to me. That still means something different. So, yeah, I think just just rename the park and have done with it because it's no longer studios. The, the talk was that that was going to be the only word that was changed in the name. Yeah. So what Disney's Hollywood, studios were, yeah. Hollywood Adventure was the rumor. But that makes for more, a long time. That makes more sense. I'd yeah. be I'd be content with that. But just but what, don't go like, studios. Why? why? I don't think Hollywood should be in it at all. Well, because I, I mean, you still associate whether uh, you know it doesn't matter where a film is is set or where it's been filmed. You still think of it as coming from Hollywood. Mm. You know, Hollywood is is where it's not where all films are made, 
but historically that is what you refer to as the home of, of film and TV as well you know if you go to actual Hollywood that's where TV's made that's where a lot of films were made for example so there's still a lot of history around the Hollywood concept of that being mm. the central hub you know like no one you know in India you, you have Bollywood that's synonymous with Indian film Hollywood is still synonymous with American film. That is the word that you think of when you think of films and where they come from. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I've got no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Studios is a problem for me. So, are they going to keep the Chinese theatre or are they going to knock it down? What's happening with it? Chinese theatre is staying. Yeah. The ride will be inside. They're just going to completely... Empty the theatre. What's in there at the moment? I'm glad that it's staying, but I I don't know. I just hate this whole thing. See, I actually quite like again bringing up Pete from the Diz. His his original rumour from the day it was actually announced was that it was going to be Mickey taking you through Disney's musicals over the years. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Which I <laughs> you say that, but when you look back and think of all the the musicals that they've done. And sticking with their own stuff, it would have worked just as well as the great movie ride does. Yeah, I mean, like I say that, I mean, I love, I do love a musical, but I think that might have been a bit too much. Because I mean, essentially, that's what a great movie ride was, anyway. You know, not, yeah. I mean, not every scene, but you know, any scene that had a musical number in it, any film that had a musical number, you would hear one of the musical numbers in that scene. Yeah, it doesn't have to be musicals, though. I mean, that's the. To me, that's the thing, though. I mean, the, the whole park started when they, they had an idea about an attraction for celebrating the movies, and then it grew into a whole park. And I think it's going to go full circle. I think I think they're, they're diluting the... I don't think it has to be a work in studios no. to be called, you know, to have a, a theme which is about entertainment, because I don't think it's even just about movies. I think it's movies, television, music. Think about the rock and roller coaster. You know, that's a mu- music-based theme. And you've got Beauty and the Beast stage show, etc. But I think I think there should be... You should try and tie it together in some sort of entertainment theme. And, it- and it's interesting. If they dilute it too much, it, it will just lose its theme completely. But then at some point in the future, somebody will come back to this idea because it's... It's such a rich idea. Everybody loves, you know, it's a glamorous industry, whether it's movies, music, television, it's glamorous and people are interested in it. So there's huge potential for a theme, attractions, and that's why the park was there in the first place. So, I I mean, the thing is, like, if I think of um, Walt Disney Studios in Paris, when that first opened, just like when uh, MGM Studios first opened they had production facilities on site they were making they were animating films on site um, they were broadcasting the Disney Channel from inside the studios as well um, that was actually an attraction that you could walk around um, and see them doing like like links for the Disney Channel when they used to do that um, mm-hmm. they have not had that element since 2004 Four, I think 2005 yeah. they closed that down um, so since then the only thing 
that that park has had that you could still really call it a studios is probably the Backlot Tour again, um, mm. the Armageddon stunt show thing that they have, um, Lights Motors Action, of course, which was a car stunt show, um, which they later took to uh, Hollywood Studios, and on a very loose term, the Aladdin Carpet Attraction. Because unlike the version that you get at other Disney parks, this one was made to look like you would walk onto the set of Aladdin, as if the cartoon was actually a film set. Mm. In a very bizarre yeah. way. Um, but, you know, again, over the years, that's been diluted as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you'll ever see a combined theme park and movie studio ever again. Those two businesses are... You know, there was a point where you have a movie studio and then you can build attractions onto it, mm. which is like universal because the movie studios used to offer tours and then, and then I think it grew from there, but really it, in today's world, that is never going to be the, the case again. So well, the other, the other things as well, that like university of Hollywood was, was organic mm. university goes Florida and MGM studios, Florida were you know trying you know were created to yeah but that. still at a time when you had you know movie studios big movie studios but oh, no, no, I'm not, these yeah, days you know but, so mean, much is being shot offshore and but what i mean is, you know, is like, if you go to universal studios hollywood now you have mm. like the courtyard which yeah. you know is most famous for being in back to the future but has been in loads of films you've got um what is now referred to as wisteria lane which again was used for lots of films over the years. Um, they've got a New York set, which is, again has been used multiple times over the years. When you go to, you know, with what they did at Florida and what they did at MGM, they created sound stages, which of course is, is one thing that productions definitely need, but they also need those other things as well. And so that's why University of Hollywood is still a working studio. And those other ones don't really do much. I mean, even University of Florida, I think now, has one, possibly two sound stages, which are left to be used for productions. And what I mean is, it's not that, that you know, these things don't aren't needed or anything like that, because there's still a, a bit of a demand, but these are also supposed to be working theme parks. And so when you've created something, you soon realise there's more money in using that space that you could have for a soundstage, which you might get to, you know, might get rented out for a couple of months a year, that could house an attraction which is going to bring even more um, custom into your park. And so yeah. that's what I'm kind of getting at. It's it's not the, yeah. it, it's more that with Hollywood it was organic and it still is a working studio. They tried to create these working studios there and build a theme park yeah. around, you know, build a theme park with it at the same time, and it doesn't feel the same. Well, no, I think I think things changed, didn't they? I mean, I think, you know, CGI, computer-generated imagery became, you know, more a bigger part of the industry, but then also costs. So shooting things, you know, yeah. not in the back lot, not in the States. Well... I mean, tax breaks now, you know, I mean, you know, Florida doesn't have tax breaks now for productions. So that's another mm -hmm. reason why a lot of things don't film 
uh, because it's not cost effective. That's why so many things are filmed yeah. in like Atlanta now. Yeah. Oh, and it goes in, it goes in fits and starts because you know they'll soon be you know at some point I'm sure someone will come in and go right no more tax breaks in Atlanta and another American town will soon say we'll do it and then production will kind of then shift over there um but um yeah it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing but I think that's why they've they've not worked as studios because they they tried to create something that wasn't rather than it being organic but maybe I'm wrong maybe you know maybe I've just read that situation completely wrong I don't know so hey hey that's a the great movie Reed is gone that's all what the hell what was that I don't know what was that I don't know it's like somebody was playing something but anyway um... no one's owning up to it what's going on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was the Parks and Resorts presentation. I know that. Oh, maybe it was me. Maybe I touched something on my iPad. <laughs> oops, oops, if it was me. It's all right. We've just given everybody a lesson to the Parks and Resorts presentation, Paul. <laughs> At least it fitted. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so, okay, so that, that kind of covered up the rumours that we were talking about. Um, was there anything else, Paul, that you wanted to talk about in terms of like the, the parks and results in, in this capacity because I, I know that there are I, I'm thinking more about the rise because I know we could yeah. really go on to uh, we will do I'm sure go on to in a bit about the uh, th- like the results the hotels that kind of thing yeah. so was there anything else yep yeah, the the continued expansion well not expansion but refurb of, of Epcot um, I know we talked about possibly a new pavilion hmm. we didn't get that but China is getting a new film. It is. Um, uh, which is being filmed with a new version of the 360 camera, uh, a digital oh, version. Yeah. So it will be seamless. So it won't be on separate screens. It will just be one big screen. Wow. Yeah. Because there's cameras on each side and they're all digital, so they all join up together. So China are getting that, um, which is good. It gives a. Obviously, there wasn't a lot for. World Showcase during D23, obviously, as we said, we expected a new pavilion. Didn't come this time, but they said there's more coming. So... I was really uh, surprised we didn't get a North Korean pavilion, I must admit. (laughs) Well, the the strange rumour that came up just before was that possibly the Philippines were one of them that they were looking at. Wow. Which came up completely out of left field and obviously didn't happen but it's probably still on the border at the moment mm. for a future expansion so it was a little bit of a strange one that popped up right at the last minute okay mm-hmm. um, then back to future world uh, a new mission for mission space yeah um, for people that really can't stand to go Sorry. on them <laughs> yep <laughs> Um, now, for for younger guests, um, they'll be allowed on, uh, replacing the the current green mission. So, I've not been on Mission Space because I do get motion sickness. So, I'm quite yeah. looking forward to that. I found it yeah, green cool. mission. Green is the colour you 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 turn when you come yeah. off it. <laughs> yeah. 
and alongside that, they're actually building a mission space restaurant. Yeah, yeah that sounds good. I'm so excited about this. Yeah. This is probably my favourite thing that's come out of D23. I think it's fine, actually. Why? why? I it's love everything to do with space. It's just original as well. It's not relying it's on the something theme. else. Yeah. And the artwork looks friggin' awesome. Yeah. I'm quite sure what the food's going to be, but you know what I mean? But, uh, no, hope but- Chips and pizza and burgers. Hopefully, hopefully, it's going to be the stuff. I've actually got some in my cupboard, actually, which uh, my mother-in-law bought me very kindly a few months ago. I told her a tragic tale about how I never had it when I was a child, so she bought me some when we went to the science museum. And it's um, astronaut food. Right. It's like dehydrated Neapolitan ice cream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've still got it. I still haven't eaten it. Uh, I was saving it for my birthday, and then that kind of came and went, and I forgot. Um, so maybe next birthday, because it lasts for bloody years. But um, yeah, maybe it's just that. So maybe it's like rehydrated burgers. Who knows? It's going to be the challenge, isn't it? I mean, to have a space-themed restaurant. You, okay, you can have the, you know, you could have a bit like coral reef, where instead of looking at the aquarium, you could be looking at it at space, but then do they go really cheesy for like astronaut food or is it just good food but the the theme of the restaurant is spacey I kind of you know I kind of hope they don't go too cheesy is it going to be is it going to be soundtracked by uh, late 90s Britpop band Space the Scale Scallywags um and of course, they could have Kevin Spacey as a maitre d. That's all I had, <laughs> and that's enough. <laughs> possibly, <laughs> possibly. Uh, you know, any more space-related puns, please let us know. Usual address. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, maybe, maybe I should be looking forward to it then. Uh, I just, uh, I just, uh, for some reason, just, just hadn't been. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. Okay. Could be good. And then, um, yeah, then moving on from, from Epcot, another one that came out of left field is the, the new theatre on Main Street. Um, yeah. yeah. Which yeah, is completely like come out of the blue. random one. Yeah. Didn't see it coming at all. Based on the Willis Theatre from, from Kansas City where Walt lived. What are you talking about? Uh, Willis, yeah. Um after he left Marceline, so it's it's going back to some of Walt's obviously childhood and young adulthood. Um, not said what's going in it yet. I don't think they even know themselves. Um, but it's interesting that they. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just going to be someone acting out each scene from the Great Movie Ride. Yeah, and in interpretive dance. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, that's the version that goes on the the French pavilion. So that was it. That was all for for the Magic Kingdom. There wasn't anything else. But then, obviously, we had a lot of announcements for Disneyland as well, and more specifically, California Adventure. Mm. Um, first up, they've confirmed that they're doing Halloween in Cars Land. Yes. So that'll be a first for that for that park in. In the future, there's been rumours that they're going to move the whole of uh, Halloween over to California Adventure and keep it out of the main park. Wow. Um, 
so that's starting this year they're going to move bits and pieces still do the parties in the main park at the moment but there will be bits and pieces there's also some concept art for the entrance to california adventure with a giant oogie boogie on the top of it um what oh hang on go back what yeah, the the entrance to California Adventure has got concept art that they're putting Oogie Boogie on the entrance. Why? So when you walk in, it'll be, I'm guessing, possibly an animatronic of some kind, or I'm not sure, yeah, or whether it'd be why? similar. I don't get Hall- this. This makes no Halloween. I'm... Because everybody loves Oogie Boogie, and they still claim him to be a villain that works at Halloween. So that's only going to be for Halloween? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. That's that's what that was. What was twisting my melon? And I've been drinking gin, but <laughs> it was like, and I like Oogie Boogie, but I was like, why is he there? Okay. Like, if it's just for Halloween, yeah. I can. I just can... for Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So similar to what they've got on the entrance to to the Disneyland Park, where they've got the the four character heads, they're going to do something similar to to California Adventure with with Oogie Boogie. Um. Moving on, sticking with Pixar, I haven't talked about Cars. Um, Paradise Pier will be no more as well. That will become Pixar Pier from now on. Now, what else is at Pixar Pier or Paradise Pier? Obviously, that's where Toy Story Mania is. Yeah, you've got Toy Story Mania. There's like some carnival games and things like that. A few like um, confectionery shops and things like that. But of course, you've also got Mickey's Fun Wheel. And you've got California Screaming. Well, that's what I thought. That's where I thought yeah. those were. And that's why I was like, well, hang on a second. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. And I'm yeah. sticking so, to my guns. Yeah, so it looks like they're both going to be rethemed at some point. Um, my take is that California Screaming will become something Incredibles themed. Um, probably Dash Dash related, I would imagine. Nice, okay. Uh, yeah. And kind of makes sense. And they did mention the Incredibles as being part of it. The confectionery shop is changing to Bing Bong's confectionery from inside out. Very yeah. good theming there. Um, like the that. Fun Wheel is a different story. I, I don't really know where they can take that with with any of the Pixar characters, really. So that should that should be an interesting I've got, take. I've got it. Mike, Mike Wazowski. Yeah, they could. Uh, that's Just colour actually, green uh, and have a big eye in yeah. the middle. And especially now with the rumours that possibly the Monster Inc. ride won't exist for much longer. Mm. Um, it would make sense to move those characters over to that, that area. So, yeah, that's that's fairly good. The other thing that's kind of confusing people is that's where World of Colour is as well. Right. And they're not sure whether World of Colour is going to stick around now or whether it will change to something else. Well, it's uh, about five years old or so, World of Colour. Yeah, possibly a bit longer uh... than that. Yeah. I I think it was on the last time I went. Uh, Yeah. Which was 2011, so that's six years. But it it does say there's going to be Pixar Fest in 2018, new fireworks and special characters. Yeah. So I wonder if that's what they're going to do. Fireworks are actually going to be in the main park. Oh, for God's sake. What is wrong with these people? (laughs) Because the, the concept art actually showed all the green aliens along Main Street on projected on the on the buildings. Oh God! So, it seems like it's going to take over both parts. I've got a great idea. Let's call this place Pixar Pier, and then let's put Pixar stuff in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, just, just fucking ridiculous. Okay. So yeah, 
Um, another one that we actually spoke about last week, and it was more or less confirmed, was that Paint the Night's Back in mm-hmm. in California Adventure. We talked about that on the last episode, saying that it would it had more or less been confirmed. Well, it now has. Yeah. There is rumours that there's going to be another float added to it. Fleetwood Mac. Um, a new one. I'm not not sure what it is. They didn't say. Um, you've got to assume it's going to be one of the new new films that has done fairly well. Yeah. Um, probably Moana, if we're honest, mm-hmm. would would probably fit. Um, yeah, makes sense. So, yeah, as I said, that's moved to California Adventure now. Now, so, did they did they announce as well? Or I'm sure I read this somewhere that uh, it, it, a Bugs Place is it a Bugs Place? Bugs Land. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the video with that? Is that is that definitely going? At the moment, they've not confirmed that it is going. That, if it does go, will become part of the new Marvel land that we'd spoken about a few months ago. Um, that's gonna. They're talking about that it's possibly going to go behind Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, or it could go to either side. Um, which, as we mentioned, Monsters Inc. could possibly take be taken as part of that, and the Bugs Land is also directly to the side of uh, Mission Breakout. So. Right, but but those two rides, one's not really a big surprise in that one of the rides is going to be the Avengers. We could have seen that coming a mile off. Um, the other one's a bit surprising though, is that they're going with Spider Man, which that is very interesting. Yeah, which is a surprise considering that Universal have obviously already got a ride based on Spider Man and the fact that. Marvel don't technically own the rights to Spider-Man, the version that they will be using. So it kind of confirms that this deal is for the long haul. Well, I don't know, because we don't know what version of Spider-Man they're using, do they? Because why... They're going to use the MCU. Well, but they could use the, the animated Spider-Man, which they do own. Yeah, I can't imagine it, though, because that's exactly what Universal used. Yeah, I suppose. Well, yeah, but I mean, they they did it based on the old Fox cartoon, mm-hmm. and even then, I mean, that's debatable because I mean, sure, sure you know, the pre-show definitely is. It's that animation, but the characters in the ride itself, I'd say, are different. But um, I was just thinking because they, you know, Disney obviously now do their own Spider-Man cartoons, and there's a new one coming out this summer, isn't there? Um, yeah that's based on the new film, that um, that would be a way of doing it without... You're right, it doesn't fit with the MCU if that's what they're going with, but unless they're cutting a, a decent deal with Sony, I can't see how that's going to work. Yeah. Unless yeah, it's called it's Sony Spider-Man Ride or something. <laughs> yeah, just imagine it, a huge, great big Sony logo across the top of the building. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what they've announced for, for that. Um, not really anything else for the for the parks, um, but yeah, that's a fairly large chunk of announcements. Hold on there, now, boy. Have let's I missed just, one? Yeah, let's just back up, back to Walt Disney World. We didn't talk about the Disney Skyliner. Oh well, there's a, there's a few things actually um, like that. So. Um, how about we just pause for a second 
um, and then and then we'll crack on because I think there's a much bigger story to tell than what we're about to do. So I think what we should do because it's going to run a bit long is I think we should split this up. So this will be part one, and we'll end the show here, and then we'll go into part two, and we'll focus on uh, the end of this, and then we'll kind of go into a little bit of the the movie stuff that was announced at the weekend as well so um well i'd say don't go anywhere but obviously you will because this episode is now going to be ending but if you now go to part two um then you'll be able to hear us talk about the rest of d23 so um thank you for listening to this episode of this after dark and join us in part two which should be just above this episode in your feed depending on which way you have it facing either way part two is where you want to go now thank you for listening to this show if you would like to support us and the other After Dark Podcast Network shows please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash disafterdark that's p-a-t-r-e-r-n dot com slash disafterdark as well as supporting the show, there are other goodies available, including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support. Podcast.